I proclaim to you the word of God this afternoon from, uh, as we confess that in, in Lord's Day 52, question and answer 127, question and answer 127, and we confess there the following, what is the sixth petition, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That is, in ourselves we are so weak that we cannot stand even for a moment. Moreover, our sworn enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh do not cease to attack us. Will you therefore uphold and strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit so that in this spiritual war we may not go down to defeat but always firmly resist our enemies until we finally obtain the complete victory so far the catechism. Brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ and boys and girls, you belong to him. Did you pray today, this morning maybe, that you wouldn't murder anybody today? Or that you would not curse and abuse God's name? Take his name in vain? Or that you wouldn't tell any lies today? Or that you wouldn't lose your faith in God today? If you didn't pray for that, you haven't paid attention to the exhortation of the Lord Jesus. That exhortation actually in the sixth petition of his prayer, but also as he spoke to his disciples and Peter in particular. Peter, who he had warned about denying him that very, that very time, that very time period. Before the cock crows three times, you will deny me. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Well, he said, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Watch and pray. That's basically what the Lord Jesus teaches us to pray for in the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer. He taught his disciples, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus taught us we we need to pray like this every day. Daily, like all the other petitions too. Daily, we need to pray Lead us not into temptation. And how could we then think, I I can manage all right today on my own. I can do a day without praying for this. I proclaim to you the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer. And we pay attention to three things. The meaning of this petition. Secondly, the confession in this petition. And thirdly, the expectation with this petition. Petition. First of all, the meaning. We confess right in the middle of answer 127 what we're asking for in this petition, what it means. Will you uphold and strengthen us? Will you uphold and strengthen us? That's, that's really basically what it all comes down to. Let's begin with that strengthening. We ask that God strengthen us by the power of His Spirit so that we can resist the 
the power of the evil one and so that we don't fall into temptation? And we can ask that because the Lord Jesus has obtained two things for us by his holy life and death. Forgiveness of sins and the renewal of life. And he has obtained for us deliverance from the guilt of sin as well as from the power of sin then. So what he's actually saying when he teaches this petition is accept me completely. Everything I obtain for you. Because I want to be a complete savior. I want to deliver you from the curse and the punishment because of your sins. But I also want to renew you so that you learn to fight against sin and live according to God's will. So congregation, whoever truly prays the sixth petition, the fifth petition, forgive us our debts, will also want to pray, deliver me from the power of sin so I can withstand temptation and live to your glory. And then answer 127 also means up, mentions upholding. And that's even a more basic request. Uphold us. Keep us standing in faith, Lord. Grant that I can still believe tonight and tomorrow and next week. Yes, even to the end of my life. Let no temptation rob me of the faith by which I obtain everything that Jesus Christ has done for me. Let no, no temptation take me away from you. So Jesus teaches us to pray for those two things, that we may continue to believe in him and that we more and more can live a holy life. Watch and pray about that, he says, every day. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And congregation, we need to pray that then. If Jesus taught us to pray that, then we need to do that. It's important for us to pray for that. How could, if he taught us this, how could we let a day go by without asking God to uphold and strengthen us in faith? But I'm afraid that we often neglect to pray for that, don't we? And why is that? Why, why do we daily pray for protection on all our travels and strength for our work and forgiveness of our sins? But not always that God will uphold us in faith and strengthen us in all temptations. Well, I believe we're prone not to remember that in our prayers because we're all open to serious illness here, two kinds of viruses affect us. Two kinds of viruses. And the one virus is blindness. And this virus causes us not to take the devil seriously. We don't realize how, how furious he is or how devious his character. And then we see him more like a um, an irritating wasp that we have to brush away rather than a bloody terrorist who wants to do nothing more than to destroy us. Imagine that you were walking down a street in a city in Iraq or Syria today where ISIS snipers could be standing at every corner or at any window. 
I think you'd be very careful how you moved through that town down the street. You'd be very, very careful. Well, congregation, at every corner and opening in our lives, there is really a spiritual sniper who wants to take us down. Sadly, we're not always aware of that danger, are we? In our minds, we underestimate the danger the devil poses for us. And on the other hand, we so easily overestimate ourselves. We're blind to our own weaknesses. We don't believe that we'd be capable of cursing, stealing, committing adultery. I'd never fall for that. We don't believe at all that if everything depended on us alone, we'd be capable of all those things and more. We'd be capable of becoming a Buddhist or a Muslim or an atheist tomorrow if it was all up to us. And maybe you think, oh, I'd never do that. I don't see myself becoming one of those at all in the future, completely losing my faith or so. No. And see, then we don't see our need to pray to our Father to uphold and strengthen us by His Spirit every day. Or we pray that without thinking. You know, it's just something we pray. And then we have that, that virus of blindness. We're ill, brothers and sisters, boys and girls. So, so sick, we don't even ask for help. But then Jesus says, here, here's some medicine for you. Here's the, the sixth petition. Take this medicine. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Call on me because Satan's after you and you're so weak in yourself you couldn't stand a moment. So pray, lead us not into temptation. And congregation, don't leave home without that petition. Okay, that's, that's the one virus. That's the blindness virus. I mentioned the two viruses. Second one. Whereas the, the first virus makes you overconfident in yourself, maybe this virus makes you feel afraid, faint-hearted. The, the virus of faint-heartedness, when things get difficult in your life, if the temptation becomes extremely difficult, you become afraid. I can't do this. I can't. I don't think I can keep doing this. Think of having to deal with an incurable sickness. You might be tempted to get frustrated or angry with God. You question God. Might even want to give up on him. How could he do this to me? Or what if you had to deal with extreme tension in your family from day to day? You might be tempted to react by trying to drink or to take Take drugs to get rid of your troubles, toke your troubles away, or look somewhere else for love and affection. Or imagine if you were persecuted for your faith, as happens in North Korea, and you ended up in a concentration camp, and you heard that tomorrow you're going to be tortured in all kinds of terrible ways. 
tortured to give up your faith and cause you great fear, panic. I don't think I can do this. And you're so hopeless and at your wit's end that you, you don't pray what Jesus taught us to pray in the sixth petition. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Uphold and strengthen me, Lord. And actually, you don't think that your Father in heaven can help you in your circumstances. And that's the other virus. But the Lord Jesus holds out medicine for people who are afraid, who don't think that God can help in their situation. Watch and pray. He says, look to me. Look to me. He says, I fought the devil, says the Lord Jesus. And the devil attacked me more fiercely than anybody else ever on earth. When I had hunger after 40 days of fasting in the wilderness and when I stood on the edge of the roof of the temple and Satan showed me all the kingdoms of the world and he invited me to bow the knee to him rather than go through all that suffering and descent into hell that awaited me on the cross. And in Gethsemane, when I saw God's wrath and hell coming closer and it got darker and darker and when my soul was sorrowful even to death, I overcame Satan. I was stronger than him. In fact, I put him on a chain. I bound him. And I can let him out or pull him back whenever I want. And I know when to do that. I know everything you ever have to deal with in life. Because I was also flesh and blood man there on earth. And I know how it feels to be tempted and tried. And I know how terribly difficult it can get. How fearful you would be. But I'm not going to let those who, who look to me be tempted beyond what they can carry. Because nobody is able to pluck them out of my hand. Because I overcame the devil and his whole dominion. I'll pull the devil back on his chain. Or I'll give my pilgrims strength to deal with the temptations. Because I conquered. And in me they are therefore more then conquers those who look to me. So call on me and pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Pray, and my spirit will help with your fears, the Lord Jesus says. And this, this petition, you realize, is, is medicine for fearful souls. Take it. Take it daily, this medicine. Take it a number of times every day. Lord, uphold and strengthen me. So brothers and sisters, boys and girls too, before you leave home tomorrow, don't forget to ask your Father in heaven for the help your Savior has obtained for you. Watch and pray, he said. Don't, don't ignore those words because you won't be able to do it yourself to stay standing. Don't sink away in fear and futility. Don't fall into sin before you realize it. Watch and pray. So we paid attention to some of the meaning of this sixth petition. Now the confession in this petition. Congregation, the confession in this petition is that the church of Christ here on earth exists in occupied territory here on earth. This is a war zone here. And I'm not just thinking of Syria 
or Iraq or places where there is war in this world at this time, physical war, spiritual war everywhere, here too. And maybe in particular here in Canada. Look at the words used in answer 120, 127. Sworn enemies, it says there. Sworn enemies. Spiritual war. Resist victory. And those are all warlike terms. Our spiritual state of life here is continual war. We are in a war zone. And that's because we have a great treasure somebody wants to take away from us. The treasure of the forgiveness of sins through faith in Jesus Christ and reconciliation with God. A treasure worth more than millions and billions of dollars. That treasure snatches a sinner out of Satan's grip. Because of that treasure, a sinner no longer belongs to Satan but to Jesus Christ. And therefore, as soon as you make that treasure your own by faith, the devil comes into action. He wants you. He wants you back. And he doesn't want to lose anybody. Satan is furious and frantically tries to get you back. That old murderer and liar from the beginning, he attacks you like a lion. A roaring lion seeking someone to devour. With powerful temptations, he's after you. Suffering or persecution, it's then hard to keep believing in God's goodness. Where is your God now? There's psalms about that. Or he seduces you and tries to draw you to himself quietly, bit by bit, without you realizing it. You just give a little bit here, a little bit there. Your pleasure and well-being slowly become more important than serving your Lord and Savior. And then the devil whispers, come on, what's wrong with that? It's not that bad if you go there and you do that. And if it's sin, you can always ask for forgiveness again right afterwards. That's what the Bible says, doesn't it? So go ahead and then ask for forgiveness. And then you see that the devil uses the gospel to push aside God's law. But after you've sinned, why? Then he turns it 180 degrees around. And then he only speaks about the law and shoves aside the gospel. And then he says, now you've done it. Now you've done it. You sinned knowingly and now you've gone too far. Your repentance is not genuine. If you were really God's child, you wouldn't have done what you did. So God's not going to forgive you for that now. Yeah, the devil wants nothing more than to bring you to fall. To get you back in his clutches. He's the biggest enemy mentioned in Lord's Day 52. And there's his, there's his henchman. The world the atmosphere of living without God that exists all around us too. This world, after all, is occupied territory. The spiritual hosts of wickedness, the rulers of darkness, 
in the heavenly places. They still reign in the world. They work like poisonous gas, creep inside every opening, living for this life alone. That's what the kind of atmosphere we live in. Eroticism. Man-centeredness. Self-centeredness. Those things are all around us. That's the atmosphere we live in here. And those things want to creep into our minds like poisonous gas via our eyes and our ears. Via the media in our homes. And then there's the other henchman, the enemy within our own sinful nature, the traitor inside us. That sinful nature wants to lead us to sin from within. It works at our, our desires so that the satisfaction of those desires becomes more important than devotion to God. It makes, it, in fact, it makes that devotion and obedience to God look dumb and dry. It says the whole thing about self-denial in the Bible, says the old nature, that takes the life out of, out of everything. Makes you a dull boy. So pious and humorless. Come on. You got to have some fun. You have needs and wants too, and why can't they be satisfied looking at this or doing that or going along there with that, to that place or or drinking these things, or smoking those. I have every right to be happy. Congregation, those three, the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature are our sworn enemies. Sworn enemies, that means they're after our destruction, our eternal death, and they're never going to stop in their efforts To bring us to fall into sin. They're not going to stop. They don't take a break. They don't take lunch breaks. They don't sleep at night. They want us to fall. And not only to fall into sin. But to lose our faith in God. That's ultimately what the devil's after. And that's why the Lord Jesus exhorts us, watch and pray, watch and pray. And with sworn enemies like that, wouldn't you pray, Father, uphold and strengthen me? Because those enemies are after my soul. They want to drag me away from you and into eternal darkness. Wouldn't you pray that every day, realizing all of that? And then, not even just for yourself, lead us not into temptation. Pray that also for your brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ here, who you love in him. And also for Christians who are enduring persecutions, or Christians who are doing mission or relief work in difficult circumstances. When you pray that daily, So, I hope you see we have to pray this sixth petition every day because we have powerful, aggressive, and sworn enemies who want to pull us away from our Savior 
and we're so weak. We're so weak that we can't stand on our own even for a moment. And that's not easy to confess either. That's not easy to confess. Oh, if I'm in a lot of serious trouble, if I'm severely persecuted, then I can see myself falling. But normally I think I'm, I'm pretty solid, pretty good at fighting back, standing on my own. Congregation, if you think that way, you're headed for a big time fall. And then you can think of Peter, who spent three years right next to his Savior, listening to the proclamation of his Savior day by day, following him, watching what he did, the miracles he did. And Peter, if anybody, would have had the right to think, well, I'll never deny him. That's what he said. I'll never ever deny you. I'll die from you before I do that. And in spite of Jesus' warning, Peter fell asleep with the others in Gethsemane while Jesus wrestled in prayer as he saw the cross coming closer. And then later, that same night, Peter sat there and denied three times that he was, had anything to do with the Lord Jesus, even swore to God, I don't know this man. No congregation, one of the signs you're growing in faith is that you become less and less self-assured about withstanding the evil one. And you realize more and more how weak you really are in yourself. The greater the faith, the more you realize you can't stand in that spiritual war even a moment. If God didn't hold me up, strengthen me with his spirit, I'd fall right over into sin and unbelief today yet. I wouldn't make the day. I'd deny my Savior tonight yet. If it all depended on me, I'd never be able to come to Christ and stay with him. I'd deny him, give myself over to sin and unbelief and eventual destruction. So we need to pray the sixth petition every day because our enemies are so mighty powerful and we ourselves so awfully weak. We can't stand without the help of the Spirit which Christ has obtained for us and promised to us. Every true Christian will experience that spiritual warfare, warfare that is mentioned there. If you're a true Christian, you will be at war. If you're not, you won't have a battle. But you will be at war if you are truly Christ's. And then, congregation, that's why the Lord Jesus said, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation because the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. If you have experienced your own weakness and you know the strength of God's spirit when you pray for this help every day, 
Wouldn't this be a daily petition on your part? Then you'd never enter a single day without this prayer on your lips, would you? So we paid attention to the meaning of and the confession in this petition and the last place, the expectation that comes with this petition. Congregation, notice there's a little word there near the end, the second last line, until we finally obtain the complete victory. Until. Notice how definite that makes that sentence. That spiritual war is a hard battle. But it's one that's worth fighting with the Lord. With the help of the Lord. Because the outcome is guaranteed then. The victory of Christ and all who look to him, believe in him, is guaranteed. And that's what's implied in that little word, until. Until. No question about that victory. We shall obtain that victory. That victory is certain in Christ who overcame Satan and death on the cross already and who obtained for us the life-giving spirit and who always lives to intercede for us. And notice also the word finally. Until we finally obtain the complete victory. And that word finally, that's a, a word that denotes expectation. Like a child waiting for his birthday to arrive. How long yet, mom? How long? And then finally, tomorrow is the day. Finally. You see, that, that encourages us to look forward with eager longing to the day when our enemies will be cast into the eternal fire and the spiritual war we had to fight here will be over and done with. No more Satan to tempt us and try to draw us away from Christ anymore. No more world around us to seduce us away from the Savior. No more sinful nature within us to entice us with selfish desires. No more battle forever like that. Finally, the complete victory. We're not there yet. But you long for that, don't you? At least if you're fighting here. That's what you look forward to, don't you? In the meantime, as it says in Lord's Day 52, uphold and strengthen us by the power of the Holy Spirit so that in this spiritual war, we always firmly resist our enemies. Always firmly resist. And you hear in those words, those uh, words, what's expressed by the Apostle Paul, Philippians 3. You know, he was talking there about a race. He says, not that I'm already perfect, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Paul leans forward, reaches forward as, as in a race to become more and more holy until he achieves perfection in Christ. He wants to discover and overcome more and more of his sins. 
And that's what a reborn heart will seek, congregation. When you pray, lead us not into temptation, then as much as you can, you don't want to expose yourself to those temptations either. Then you're not going to willingly put yourself in a position where you know you're going to be tempted, are you? How can you pray for help with temptation and then go to places or put yourself in a position or be among people when you know there's going to be temptation there for you? Where you know you're going to fall. Think of going to a doctor for medicine to help with a cold and then you walk out of his office into the winter weather with just a t-shirt on. Avoid temptation. Watch and pray, our Lord Jesus said to the disciples. And watch means look out for whatever tempts you. Avoid it. And it means that you ask yourself, is what I hear or see or experience now, is that approved by God? And if it isn't, watch, stay away from it. And notice, finally, that Lord's Day 52 also talks about the, the help of the Spirit. Uphold and strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit. That implies that when you pray the sixth petition, you're going to use the means that the Holy Spirit uses to help you. That's the word. You heard that this morning too. The Holy Spirit works via the word in, in your heart. The Bible. In other words, you open the Bible at home, meditate on God's grace in the good way he points out for living a holy life. You let his word be a lamp for your feet and a light to your path in life. And the incentive is the gospel of Jesus Christ that the promises made to you. And then asking for the Holy Spirit also then implies being in worship when at all possible, listening to the word as it's opened. The Spirit wants to strengthen and uphold you through the Word. So how could you pray this petition and then not use every opportunity to open the Word of God and to be where it's proclaimed? That's like asking the doctor for help with your sickness and he gives you medicine and then you put it in the closet, you put it away and you don't take what he prescribes. Open the Bible to let the Spirit work and help and uphold in this spiritual war here. And then you'd finally know this petition also brings to thanksgiving, right? Because if you pray this from the heart, then you also want to give thanks. Thanks for being able to believe today. Thanks that we haven't ended up murdering anybody or stealing or lying or cursing or misusing God's name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being able to believe today again and to continue in faith. Thank you for showing me my sin and helping me to overcome it again this time. All thanksgiving belongs to you. And imagine the thanksgiving we'll offer up when we finally obtain that complete victory too. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you that I can celebrate this great victory now. How in the world is it possible that I'm here in your glory, that I persevered in life? It's your doing, Father. It's only through your strength and your protection. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us, teaching us the sixth petition and letting your son give us that petition for the Lord's Prayer too. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And that means that in ourselves, Father, we're so weak, we couldn't even stand for a moment. And our sworn enemies, the devil, the world in our own flesh, don't stop attacking us. They want our destruction. Will you therefore uphold and strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit so that in this spiritual war in which we're engaged here, we may not go down to defeat, but may always firmly resist our enemies until we finally obtain the complete victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.